1: Are you ready to talk money, Reb?
0: I'm ready to talk money. Well, that's
1: good, because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money, and... I understand. Actually, I'm not even going to go there. We Traditionally, we start with a scripture and we were having this conversation on the way in. I think that intentionally you're picking all the scriptures that do not talk about money. So I want to get that right out here, right at the front. How come that when you say, Dave, I'd really like to share this scripture that... W- it's okay, to be money. honest, you
0: are giving me a hard time about that. And I just said, well, we're here to talk about the heart issues around money. So you can go find all the verses that talk about money. There's so many of them. I'm sure the listeners will be able to find them. But we're I just do what God throws in my heart. So how can uh, well, you argue yes, with that? Okay,
1: well, there we go. So <laughs> how, how, do, how do you, uh, you know, come back against that? I'm just doing what God tells me to do. Well, okay, I will submit, let's roll. And So you do have a scripture that you do, want to share and right now. I,
0: I, okay, so it's Psalm 46, and I'm going to read the whole scripture because uh, it's great context. Mm. There's a, of course, there's one that jumped out at me, but I'm going to read the whole thing because... Um, in our climate these days, when we're hearing so much trouble, um, our, our guest actually came in and said today that there was a fire behind a couple rows up from his house. You know, there's fires in our lives, uh, real fire and circumstantial difficulty. And it's causing us grief and it's har- hardship. And we're so inundated with advertising. This scripture, I think, is one that we need to hear. Um, over our hearts today, uh, mine included. So here goes, Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And my sense is that that we need to hear that God is with us. And of course, most of us know that verse, be still and know that I am God. And that was the phrase that popped into my head this week. Because even in light of the last two weeks conversation we had with Pastor Dan Massey, you know, we hear pastors and people can hear, you know, we're not talking about money at church and we feel the shame and the guilt and all of these things, but God calls us to be still. And interestingly enough, when you go into, look at the meaning of those words, be still and know, it actually is cease striving. And when you look at the word cease striving, the the word in um, uh, Hebrew for that is actually stop going after grasping of the wind it's not just sitting still but it's stop going after what is vanity there's one phrase i wrote down relax your vain striving abstain from it forsake it stop for a minute with all the noise we hear in our world just stop with all the the things that we even talk about on this radio show. We're always talking about money. Sometimes I get tired of talking about money. Sometimes I get tired of reading about money. I never get tired (laughs) of talking about money. Just just putting that right out there. But you know, you you get so much information. And sometimes God just says, and why should we cease striving? And no, he says the two together. Stop. Stop going after what doesn't matter and get to know me. Why? Because of all the things we just read about in this passage. He's our refuge. He's our almighty. He speaks and the earth melts. He has it in his hand. He wants us to know in this generation and the crazy stuff that's happening in our world that he has it and he has us. And it might transform our understanding and our circumstances if we actually obeyed this command.
1: Okay, so now can I bring a financial yes, principle go in? For so it. we've got Ray Borg with us from Compass Canada, and again, Ray, we're going to bring you in the conversation in a few seconds. So hang tight, uh, because we want to continue this conversation. But uh, Rebecca, you know, some of that what you're talking about is really fundamentally about trust, right? Yes. God wants to, and you know, this tension. We go out, we work, we we do, we put our trust in. Our jobs in our, in, in kind of the things around us that, that, and, and really, I, if I'm hearing you right, you're, you're really saying, hey, let's, let's step back and just recognize that we can put our trust in God first and foremost and that he will lead us and guide us uh, through the, you know, whatever decisions need to be made on it, whether it's a daily basis or do I take this job? Do I not take this job? All of those decisions that, that really affect our finances.
0: It's completely actually step. It's like if you can imagine yourself in the midst of the whirlwind and you have to step back Mm. and stepping back brings you out of the whirlwind to look at the whirlwind. Mm. And I think God's saying that step out, stop going after what doesn't matter, even for a moment, get perspective, come to me and know me. And you're going to see that I exalt myself in the nation. I am the one that's almighty. I really feel like we need to think about how great he is because we're losing. He says in this scripture, he's our refuge. He's our strength. He's an ever-present help in trouble. And then it says, therefore, we will not fear when fear creeps in that that should be a signal that we're not trusting and last week we talked about that and Dan Massey pointed it out you know that passage in Malachi where he says test me in this and he pointed out he said God's just saying to us trust me in this can you trust me to, to with your generosity can you trust me with your giving can you trust me with your life and all of those these questions relate to money mm-hmm. all we why do we talk about it like this because it's about the heart and if if we're in fear and anxiety we we have to step out of the whirlwind and ask ourselves some really good questions about trust and stillness
1: so and there's so 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 linked, right? Our trust in God, and you know, essentially, our trust in ourselves, or our trust in, in money. And Ray, we're going to bring you into the conversation because we know that part of the material that Compass offers, and Compass offers a number of you know pre-packaged different seminar or a small group study. So, give us a little, um, I guess, summary of of what they the, what Compass has, but also I want you to highlight today. Um, you know, we've been talking about pastors and helping pastors and church leaders. We've been, you know, what are the resources available? Because not everybody has time to dig in Scripture and pull out the Scripture and say, okay, we're going to, you know, Compass has, has put that all together for the pastor to help the church begin, continue, have the conversation around money. So give, give us a little highlight there just on some resources there.
2: Well, just if I can just back up a wee bit in terms of what Rebecca was saying there, you know, for me, it's about discipleship. Mm. You know, if I'm busy striving all the time, Jesus looked for his disciples to be with him, to Mm -hmm. learn from him, to model him. And that is what Compass is all about, is learning how to model how Jesus interacted with finances, money, possessions, not letting them have ownership of mm-hmm. our hearts. Yes. And, and, you know, sometimes it's in that place and we need to begin to understand his perspective of what and how we manage those money and possessions. And so Compass, the small group studies, are to help us begin to open the Word and begin to examine it and begin to understand within the context of that, what was his heart concerning this topic as, as we all know and I know Dan uh, mentioned that um, a couple of weeks ago how there's 2350 verses in scriptures about it and so part of compasses um, um, Objective is to unpack that with people. And so through our foundational study, Navigating Your Finances God's Way, it gives you a great opportunity to begin to examine that. Or Howard's book, Your Money Counts, gives you a great overview of all those areas like savings, finances, debt, preparing for crisis, what is yet coming in in our economic systems. And so it's beginning to walk together within the context of a small group, doing a study together, holding each other accountable, doing life together, hearing from each other what's worked, where they've been successful. That opportunity to confess, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I struggle in this area here. I, you know, God's conviction was coming on me. We're leading a study right now in our home church, and somebody was just sharing how the conviction of the Lord was resting on them all week. Right. And it wasn't till the day before that they actually had a breakthrough. They had to wrestle it through with God, and they were sharing that with us to just say, you know what, this is part of my journey. And right. I think we're all on that journey together. Absolutely. So we're all learning from yes. each other. In
1: fact, you know, as crazy as that saying, and maybe, you know, but I'm smiling because I'm like, you know, that is, if, if we don't have that part of the journey, the wrestling, the, the, the kind of, Lord, what are you saying? I'm kind of feeling this, or maybe, you know, just coming to, a, in a sense of self realization, then, you know, it doesn't go deep. Right. And so I'm, like I said, as difficult as it is for the person that's going through it, I can appreciate that having been there multiple times, mm-hmm. but to, to really say, wow, there's transformation happening there, mm-hmm. uh, in that area or, or there's healing happening there. There's restoration happening there. There's, there's God happening there. And that's exciting.
2: Well, it's step by step, right? We, uh, we, we take two steps forward, and sometimes then we fall, and it's like we start all over again. It's like, Lord, you know, I'm a little dense sometimes, but, you know, I want to get this right. And, um, you know, I think as pastors, that is such a key area in helping people in their congregations begin to have that place of discovery, mm-hmm. that it is a heart issue. It's not simply about tithing and giving. It's about the issues of the heart, so that when we hang on to those things so tightly, either out of fear mm-hmm. or a sense of lack, those issues actually tie into our heart and our belief systems. And that's where Jesus wants to come in and penetrate and say, Is that really my heart for you? Mm-hmm. I want you to walk free of those mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and not to struggle and strive, as you're mentioning. Mm-hmm. Rebecca.
0: Uh, I'm just going to jump on something. I would jump to what you just said. It's not about tithing and giving. And, you know, I think the longer Dave and I have walked this journey, uh, and people often will say, well, what about tithing? Or what about giving? And I'm like... Okay. It's not really about that. It's, it's a, yeah. Okay. I'll just tell you. It's a hundred percent. It's not, it's, (laughs) if you want percentage, I'll just say it's a hundred. And they're like, what? And then we get into this discussion. I'm like, because it's about, it's your life. It's your life you're giving. It's not just about the tithing and the giving. It's the journey of the heart. And that is, and we're all on it and we do fall. Mm -hmm. And I guess here, you know, even in this show and even at more than enough where we work every day, we just want to give people hope that, you know, if you do fall, there's people around you who are going to say, you can get back up. It's okay. There's grace, grace every day for the, the falling and the failure. And I, and I think even in reading this passage this morning, I just, I, I just, we're just discouraged people. We just need that encouragement to know that it's about our heart and that God's calling us to wait on him. And to say, it's just that picture of stepping out and being with Jesus. Like, can you all imagine? Like, I, I'm very visual. So if you're driving in your car right now, and you can imagine yourself stepping out of your vehicle and seeing Jesus, and he's beckoning you to his table or the campfire or, you know, a tree to on work. the... work. Oh, my t- <laughs> goodness. <laughs> or to work. Okay, oh, my I, goodness. You know, but, but to step out and just be with him and figure and see. And that's what you're saying, your compass material does Mm -hmm. it's it's inviting people to step out of their the the whirlwind sorry i'm using my hands to talk (laughs) it's stepping out of the whirlwind and stepping back into christ and seeing what he says
1: and i picked up uh you know just just the idea that it does take commitment right and so you know You know, a couple things there that that jump but this, this idea that it takes commitment. So, you know, take Compass, for example, If, if that course is offered in your church, in your small group, you know, the pastor, the leadership of the church has said, here's a resource that we want to make available to, and they begin the conversation. So, on the one hand, you know, if you're in the congregation and you really say, like, this is something that we just need to start talking about in our faith community, then go up to your pastor, go up to your leader and say, listen, I think we should start the conversation. Um, how do we do that? Start the conversation with them. And, you know, that whole fear issue the pastor's probably going i don't know how to how to start the conversation i don't know if anybody wants to hear this conversation so mm-hmm. they're they're working in this place of i, I don't know tentative should i go out so, so if you approach the pastor or the leader and say oh i heard this is course that we can take or there's a six-week study and i'd like to either be involved or or maybe even lead it whatever you're you're predisposed towards but you can open the conversation take the initiative towards the leadership because i think leadership is saying hey we know that there's issues here we know that money is one of the things that really should be talked about more openly within the faith community but often we don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't know how to do that. And so, you know, by, by you know, us kind of taking the initiative with our leadership, that then then the conversation may get started that way, right? So so can that was – Well, ahead, but can
0: you remind us who what Compass is? Because – we're familiar with it, and Ray, you've been on before, and maybe some of the regular listeners know, but if there's someone who doesn't know, what is Compass Canada?
1: So this is a time where we can go back, reference old shows. A <laughs> little yeah. little plug for getting the old shows in, but go ahead, right? <laughs>
2: well, Compass Finances God's Way is actually the full name of it, and uh, it's a non-denominational international ministry. We're in 55 different nations, and we're the Canadian affiliate. Um, Howard Dayton is the founder of it, located in the U.S., And so Compass has made available All their materials And there's four primary studies Navigating your finances God's way Money and marriage God's way Business God's way And setting your house in order And those are the four key Primary Bible studies But there are studies also For children and for youth as well There are eBooks that are available um, But it's to help people And they're in varying lengths Varying from nine weeks To six weeks or five weeks Cover all kinds of uh, seasons of life And how you need to work through some of those issues and dialogue about them and, and and understand and have plans in place so that you have your financial house set in order. And so that's really helping people to do that. But the thrust of it is small groups. Howard is a very strong proponent about doing life together That over a period of time, we hold each other accountable, we hear from each other, we Mm -hmm. pray for each other, we grow in community together and fellowship with each other. And, um, you know, over a period of time, we actually begin to assimilate new practices and belief systems. Mm -hmm. If you just go in for, you know, a three hour training seminar, you're more than Mm -hmm. likely with the best of intentions to leave it sitting on the shelf and never get to it. Mm -hmm. But if you're asked the next week, what did you do with that? (laughs) You've got to give a response. Yep. And you know, and if you're going to be really accountable, then you're just saying, no, I didn't get there. So then it actually provides an impetus actually for people to really engage and learn. Say, we're on you know what? We're we're not shaming you, we're not challenging you in any mm-hmm. sense, but we're here to walk together and let's learn from each other.
1: Mm-hmm. And that isn't that what community is about, and isn't that in essence? Why we go to church, why we gather on a Sunday, a Saturday, a Friday, whatever day that you 're gathering during the week, and say, "Listen, we want to do life together and and so talking about money and bringing that into the, into the faith community is is so important because that 's a huge part of our lives where often just one little conversation. Can, can actually have a huge impact. Say, man, I never thought about doing it that way. And you would have never thought about doing it that way if you were all alone and isolated in your thoughts. It's when we come into community that there's some power there. And, of course, that's, again, biblical what God says is, you're designed to be in community. That's the way our DNA is created. So, guess what? We want to talk about these issues and especially money in that community. And so. But,
0: but what I'm also picking up is that there's a repetition and an atmosphere that's created. So, when a church is doing a study like that and folks are in it, then they're going out and then you're doing that that study again with a different group of people. And all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's not all of a sudden, but over time, there's this repetitive atmosphere that you're creating uh, of teaching about this is what God says about money. And all of a sudden, it's not a shameful thing, but something to aspire to. Mm-hmm. I like it, you know, when we talk about someone has to hear the message how many times to get it sunk in. Well, if you're constant, if you're if you're in that atmosphere and you're attending a church that has that atmosphere and says this is what we're do, this is this is we're going to have the faith to believe. You know, your finances aren't in good shape, but there's some practices you can do, and there's th- things that we're going to pray for you and see what God does for you, and and it just becomes a part of the community atmosphere because we don't. That's not the atmosphere we live in in the, our culture. Our- our culture is not teaching us biblical principles mm-hmm. and and maybe anyone who's listening who you know maybe have a hunger in your heart to to have some biblical principles applied in your life but but God like you said has intended it for it to be in community and and the material that Compass provides and and other, there's mm-hmm. other studies out there too but to create the community around it, to create an atmosphere where it's, it's just what we do.
2: Well, for example, you know, when somebody has a breakthrough, there's a celebration, there's an excitement. We're all there cheering them on and that kind of stuff. And then that ripples out into others in the congregation. Right. They hear the stories and it's like, Oh, you're in that group. Are you? <laughs> I just heard this story and this testimony. And it's like, yes, God is on the move and he's doing miracles for people.
1: And I'm going to take that even further, because then it spills out outside of the church community into the greater community. And all of a sudden, the church is not a place where I go to, do, to just give my money, as most people outside the church think of the church as a charity. So, it's just a place where I give money. Uh, and the church becomes a place where it's like, wait a minute, they are doing serious things to, to impact the community. I mean, when we look back through history, we see the church— you know starting hospitals starting schools to making their communities better well how did they do that well money had a big part in that Mm -hmm. they funded these things and so when we look at that we go yes small group community within the church we celebrate god's on the move and then it grows one step bigger and then it grows one step bigger and then all of a sudden our neighbors are asking us the question how come when everybody else is stressed out about money, You're you not. two seem to be like, I? Uh, we don't see that stress in you. We don't see you reacting the same way that, you know, when you, we, we bring up money conversations, because I have actually quite a few money conversations with non-Christians because it is on their minds. Mm-hmm. They, they have no trouble talking about money and how much or how little things cost or how they're stressed out because they're stressed out. And as a, as a person of faith, and I can say, well, it's because God says I should do it this way. It's because we've organized our finances in the way that God wants, and it works. And they go, well, I don't know about faith, but if you're going to tell me I'm less stressed about money and I'll have a better relationship with my spouse, well, I'm in for that. Let's try that, right? Or hey, you tell me that you're going to build a hospital in our community and you, and and the community doesn't have to fund it. Oh, yeah. Wow. Crazy. Like, what's going on with I, that? I
0: think God wants us shifting our thinking. Like, I, I'm hearing us talk and I'm thinking God doesn't want it about, do I tithe or do I give? Like, I, I just, it's not about tithing. And I mean, it is in the practical. Of course, we release it, mm-hmm. but it is, it's a shift in thinking. What can your community at church or in, in your small group, what what is possible if we, if we shifted how we thought, what we understood about Scripture? It's not a heavy. God is not heavily coming down. He asks us to be cheerful when we give because giving is a cheerful thing. There is joy in giving. And I'm not going to tell you he's going to give you back, you know, your ten thousand dollars because you gave it last year. He's not going. Maybe it's not going to come back monetarily. It's going to come back in relationship. It will come back in projects. It will come back in the blessing of helping people and seeing someone go to school. Or like, I'm just thinking, he wants us to shift. The question has to change. Mm-hmm. The question. Oh, how much do I give? Mm-hmm. Stop asking that question. And ask the Father, Father, where are you at work, and how can I join you there? Mm-hmm. How can I join you? How can I join you with the resources I, that you've given me, with my time, with my expertise? It's like, I really think he wants us shifting the question.
1: And and, it, and it's immensely practical, right? So as we begin this conversation in in the safety of our faith communities— you know, allowing our, our leadership to 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 open the conversation, to begin the conversation, then having that conversation among our peers, whether it's in a small group study or whether it's just in a conversation, but allowing that to happen and, and just seeing the glory of God manifest even in those small places, but then recognizing that as you started, Reb, and hey, we're coming back around to, to Psalm 48, where God says, I want to declare my glory in the world today, right? I, I want to reveal myself because, you know, I am glorious. And, and so we're actually, we're, we got a few minutes left and we're, we're, this is just going to kind of continue the conversation because next week there are churches right here in Ottawa that are doing this, that, that have started the conversation around money. God has led them. God has, and, and we're going to highlight one of those churches just because well, we happen to have the, uh, the queue for next time, but Ram, if I can toss this back to you and say, you know, though you talked about be still and know that I am God when we started this thing, and the verses just up above that, you know, talks in verse seven, the Lord Almighty is with, uh, with us. The God, uh, the God of Jacob is our fortress, and to me, that was actually the one that. God is a solid, like he is there for us, a protector. And so we can actually just come to him and be still because we can run into that fortress. We can be Mm -hmm. in that fortress. So, on that note, why don't you just pray for us?
0: Thanks. And thanks, Ray, for coming and prompting these discussions. Father, we're just grateful to you that we have the privilege of being in this place and we have the privilege of meeting you where you're at work. Father, will you show us how to ask the question of you? Where are you at work and how can we meet you there? How can we meet you there with our resources? How can we as a church integrate learning and small groups that create an atmosphere of learning what you say to do with money and how how to live And that it, that money is a vehicle to get us to a destination and the destinations that you want to see in place. Lord, spark in, uh, the churches and the pastors in our city that desire, um, that desire to see, to join you where you're at work. Lord, thanks for this morning and all you do in Jesus' name
1: and thanks to you Ray for coming in and sharing with us again and and leaving some resources if you uh want to check out those resources um it's at compasscanada.org. That's the, the website that you get the whole full breakdown there. If you want to listen to the show, get this on your iTunes feed, Dave and Reb at More Than an or Dave and Reb, let's talk money, Dave and Reb <laughs> on know, you iTunes. You don't know what we're called. I don't know what we're called. <laughs> uh, so let's, ta- let's talk, <laughs> talk money with, with Dave and Reb. Reb. Search it on <laughs> iTunes. You'll find it there. Go to morethanenough.ca for the website if you just want one show, it's just boring getting one show go back to iTunes and download it off iTunes and finally if you want to learn more about the community at More Than Enough get on Facebook More Than Enough Facebook and leave a comment see what's going on there's lots of action there and lots of tips and things that you can do to encourage you in your faith so on that note join us next week when we see what God is doing in this city and we talk money we talk money